Hey, welcome back, beautiful people, to the, another episode of the Beautifully Inspired Badass Life Podcast with me, your host, Kelly. And today I have a very special guest, Mary Fan. She's an eco-entrepreneur, the CEO and founder of HotPug.com, and the host of Unleash Your Fire Podcast, a podcast about heroines going green, making money, and saving the planet. Listen in as we hear Mary's story of a tragic childhood to become the kick-ass entrepreneur she is today. Hi, Mary. Oh, hi, Kelly. How are you? Oh, very good. Oh, oh glad we got connected. Yes, finally. <laughs> How are you today? I'm very good. Good. So thank you for showing up today on my podcast. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, you're welcome. So why don't we start off with, um, why don't you tell me a little bit about your story? Sure. Um, well, okay. Um, Where to start, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, I ask people that question a lot, but when somebody asks me that question, it's like... It's really yeah. hard, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, I, I always start... It depends on who asks me that questions because I have a lot of story. And um, if I were to like a little bit so it doesn't become like a five-hour <laughs> long... Uh, <laughs> uh, podcast I would say my life is sort of like Cinderella except it's like a hundred times more difficult and complicated like when I was a young child my mom disappeared one day and um, my father he rarely ever came home so I was like left scrambling to look for food and um, sometimes um, I I would like when I go to school I would just like pass out because my father forgot to bring lunch he usually brings me lunch at school but um yeah so and uh and then I would end up waking up in hospital and I would kind of like lay there for a very very long time and I would hear the principal and teachers school teachers they're like behind the mm, curtain and they would be talking to each other. They would say things like, um, because they think I'm still sleeping and they don't actually know I'm awake. And they would talk about like how they couldn't find my parents. And um, it was uh, it was a really, really hard time growing up. So, wow. okay. Yeah, I, I'm just, uh, that was just like a tiny piece of the iceberg if if I could put it that way, like um, I used the word disappear because my mom did eventually come back, but that was another. How long ago did that take? I don't remember. You know, when I was a child, it was just everything was traumatizing. I don't know when she left. I didn't know when she came back. It just everything felt like a really long time. And it's just right. like an entire nightmare happening over and over again. But when she did finally decided to dis like appear back in front of my face, uh, she was like, she came back in the middle of the night to basically uh, take me away from my father. <laughs> and we were like, like, it's sort of like a mm, 
thieves at night, like trying to creep out. But well, at that time, my father wasn't home. He was oh, he was never home. Uh, oh my goodness. So so yeah, like, and we end up like being on the Greyhound, and um, she was like dropping me off at my aunt's place. Like, it it was a really terrifying experience like the entire experience is just it was never pleasant for me oh it sounds like it I mean I don't know what child that would ever be pleasant for yeah exactly and um so I ended up being a really sad person like just sort of like you can say like um I kind of like felt like I was the victim and uh so uh but when you feel like the victim you don't actually think that way it's like afterwards when you try finally wake up from your victim mode um you become a different person that's much more positive and strong but it was a really really long road i mean yeah it takes a while to get there what did you do did you just wake up one day and just felt that no or did you No. How did you transform yourself? Uh it's like this. When you're sad, you don't realize you're sad. And a lot of people, there's a lot of kind people in this world. So I keep on talking about kindness of strangers like and it like there's like small things that happen and there's like big things that happen uh that people help me like when I had nothing. There was this one particular time that I was like sitting at a bus stop and I'm this person that walks around that naturally has tears just rolling down my face. But when it's sort of like the virus, you know, like everybody is knows that the virus is contagious and they stay away from it. But when a person has problems and is very sad, other people tend to stay away from them like a virus too. I can see that. And yeah. nobody would talk to me. And so, yeah, there was this one time I was sitting at the bus station and as tears was rolling down my face, there's this woman in a yellow raincoat and she walks up to me and hands me a yellow napkin, which is clean. And she asked me, are you okay? And I was shocked because in that moment, I was embarrassed. It was a mixture of kind of feelings. And there was also warmth that I haven't been feeling in a very long time. It was just... Right. I was just going to say that was probably something you've never felt before. Exactly. It was just three simple words. Are you okay? And I quickly brushed it off. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, everybody says they're okay. Like, how are you? Everybody says, I'm fine. Thank you. And the conversation ends right there right and uh my eyes because it was so teary i couldn't really see what that lady looked like and um do you think that those three simple words kind of changed your direction in life was that the one person that came along that when you were young that made a difference in your life well it certainly has an impact um but uh the the real big big impact was uh was somebody else that even uh gave me a lot more like when i was it's a complicated uh story right but if i were to make it shorter is like i was there was a time that i had no place like homeless and um 
there's this family that took me in. They barely know me, um, gave me food. I mean, in my entire life. So at this yeah. point, Mary, where were your parents? Were you, were you already out of the house or when did this it's, happen? Uh, I sort of ran away from my mother at one point. But she sort of, it's a okay. complicated story, like I, like I told you. Um, yeah, I was like, it, yeah, it's, it's a really long, complicated story. But if I put it in a very okay. short, you know, words, it's like I sort of ran away. And um, yeah, so, so these kind people, they, they took me in and gave me food that, you know, even sometimes uh, people that you know, like, from from the environment I grew up, food was a problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this family took you in and they fed you. And did you stay with them for the, a long time or did you eventually go back to your, your mother? I stayed with them for a very long time. Like, I mean, past 10 years. And uh, I, I, I'm very, very grateful to them, you know, like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they treated me just like family. I mean, even my own family wasn't uh, as kind to me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's horrible. I mean, I'm sorry you had such a horrible childhood. So did you, so this family took you in, you were there for over 10 years. So when you were with them, did you go to school? And then um, did you actually kind of try, kind of feel what love was supposed to be like as a family? No, I always felt very lonely. It's like I was hiding myself because I lived in the attic. They made space for me uh, and I was living uh -huh. in the attic and I was always trying to hide because I'm always like that girl, like, you know, relatives and friends, they would actually come over and they would say, hey, hey is she still here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you tried to make yourself unseen. Yes, exactly. I was that ghost. What turned what turned that around for you? What was it in your life that what was the So I had this question and my girlfriends and I were were talking about your story and we had a question. So what was the turning point in your life, the catalyst moment when you stood up, took your life back and said enough of this? Um I think there was a lot of turning points because when you're in such a messed up kind of childhood situation and then your teenage years are kind of messed up too because you don't actually re really have yeah. anybody to ask like I mean they were really nice to me but I was always hiding and isolating myself I wasn't really talking to anybody and uh, I had to learn everything on my own and I I I did everything the hardest way possible and turning point I guess there was some point in my life where I was so heartbroken. I was, I just wanted to like, just die. I didn't commit suicide or anything like that. It, but, but it was Very, like, yeah. okay, if I, if there's a reason that I'm still living and I have to have the courage to keep on living, it's because I want to return the kindness of strangers. I want to be the best kind of human being possible because of these people they want me to be happy basically you know what i mean yeah yeah you yeah i worked i worked so all. hard when i was younger like i don't know how to find money i worked really hard i, I worked it the hard way i like went 
uh, and got myself three jobs and worked myself to the bone. And I was like thinking, okay, maybe money would be a, a way to return the kindness of strangers. But and of uh -huh. course, you don't get rich by working three jobs or or doing it this not so smart way. And eventually, it got to a point where I had this conversation with them, and they were like, you know, we we don't need. For a fortune from you, we we don't need any money from you. We just want. They were just doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Exactly. We just want you to be happy, and we want you to be healthy, and 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 that meant a lot to me. So, just to back up a little mm -hmm. bit, so this family took you in. Was there any? I know in today's day, if someone did that, either be courts involved about getting the kids back, and you ran away. None of that happened. Your mom and dad never really took action to bring you back no but well well first of all my dad never showed up i barely know him he, he's a real stranger to me okay. and then uh <laughs> for my mother she sort of like she was we when we were fighting so much that she was sort of in the attitude that okay you're gonna come calling back to me for money you, you know what what i mean like who, who who's okay, gonna help yeah. you out out there yeah, she was trying to, and you made a good point earlier. You said that that was the victim mentality. She was just thinking that you know, she, you're just you're just gonna fail and you're gonna come crawling yeah, back, right? Yeah, I mean, she did her best yeah. in her situation. She had a really sad childhood too. So, I mean, after growing up, I understood that, and and everything, our, our relationship got a, a like it's totally fine. I, I love her and everything, but back then it was not the best oh. situation. Well, the thing is, too, she didn't know any better because of her childhood either. She didn't know any other way than than the way she Exactly. Knew. She just did the best. Not that that's an excuse. Yeah, she just did yeah. the best she knew. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time when you were living with this family, did, did you know how important they were at that time to you? Or did you realize it later? Mm, uh, yeah. I, it's sort of like a combination of both. At that time, I was still a really sad person and all, kind of like mm -hmm. in my headspace all the time, if you know what I mean, yeah. like still in the very yeah, the victim exactly. mentality. But after I uh, uh, got went out on my own and grew up, I think it's time, you know, it, that just the time wasn't here yet that I didn't... Mm, I didn't change it. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. 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 So, I mean, you, I think at some point we all get to that point where we've had a traumatic childhood and, and, and a lot of people still to this day blame their parents and yeah, they have a little part to play, but at some point you have to be like, look, I can either play the blame game and be miserable because of what my parents taught me or didn't teach me, or I can start living my life the way I want to live. So you probably came to that realization, correct? Exactly. Like I was striving. I was just striving to be better than myself yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So we know a little bit about that. So you had mentioned, um, in your bio a little bit that you um, had hunger, shame, humiliation, vulnerability, victim mentality, low self-esteem, and then you transformed into a strong person empowering women. I think 
that is the best story ever and you have transformed your life that's amazing mary great job girl oh it it took a really yeah, long time I, yeah i mean you didn't you didn't give up that's the thing in your situation would be like this is just my life this is how it's gonna go and no drive and no ambition you knew you need you were better suited for something else in your life to transform yourself and you did yeah it, it, but it was you know it was for the to return the kindness of the strangers yeah. like today they're not my strangers they're like, your they're, family to, they're not strangers yeah. yes they're my family but um it's you know, at some point, you just don't want to live anymore. And it's, it's, it's just, you live for other people. And when it's beyond you, you're, you, you have such a big motivation. You, you yeah. know what I mean? And this is the thing is, it's like it's yeah. one little act of kindness, like these people that took you in, that mm -hmm. just transforms your thinking, your life. And the one little act, when you're still trying to pay that kindness, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, and and it you have to have a grateful heart yeah. too, right? I mean, we talk about being grateful all the time, but our actions does it actually show the gratefulness, or is it just on you know yeah, you talking? Yeah, talk all you want. Are we you just actually talking? have to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and doing it is the very difficult part, like pushing myself into um, out of my comfort zone. That was the hardest part because. You know, you want to do things back, and I was like, okay, so if money isn't the uh, isn't the answer here, then what is it? All these people that help me out, how can I help them back out? If some people I can't even find them yeah. anymore, I don't know what their name is, right? And I was like, okay, the best thing I could do is actually save the planet. As cheesy as it sounds, no, that's not cheesy at it's, all. It's it's our yeah, but how can one person actually do that, right? But then you, you think of many creative, like different ways to ha to try to approach it. Yeah. So what made you what made you approach it to the eco friendly portion of your business? How, what made you come to that conclusion that to do? Because you know it's like keeping your house clean, like it's common sense, and keeping a planet clean is like keeping their clean home clean. You know, yeah, it's good for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's entirely the reason why I go eco friendly. It's like, you know, we don't need scientists to prove to us global warming or anything. It's just very basic, instinctual. I want my house clean. I think they want their house mm -hmm. clean, too. Everybody lives happy and healthy. Yeah, for sure. So when you studied this, did you did you go to school or you just decided to create a business around this because it was your passion? Did you did you go to college or anything? I went to university. Uh, having said that, I haven't graduated because I back then I was still very right. young and taking. I, I was directionless. I was a lost soul, and because I, I'm actually really good at a lot of stuff, but uh, I didn't really have a mentor or anything. I, I just, I just kept on going into different. Um, majors because I was thinking you know I'm so young and I feel like I live forever <laughs> and uh you know one moment I wanted to do engineering and then the next moment I want to go into business and the next moment okay let's 
let let all that go and yeah. be an artist. Yeah. And, and I was like thinking, someday I'll just come back and gra graduate, yeah. you know. But once you leave, you don't really go back <laughs> unless you have like a specific reason to actually go back and get that right. piece of paper. But since I've succeeded, I don't, don't need, need to go, to go back, back anymore. Right? This is, it's such a true, exactly. it's such a true, like, I mean, you're a true person who has actually gone through hell in some sense as a child, you know, and then it takes that, like I said, that one person. And then all of a sudden now it's like, you want to just save the world. And that's so ambitious and so, so amazing and humbling to me. So what is your business called? I'm sorry. It's called Hot Pug. Hot Pug, yes. Hot Pug heroin, right? Yes. It, yeah, well, Hot Pug is actually the name of the company that I've yeah. um, registered. And it's like hotpug.com. And heroin. Okay, so we're going to have to dissect okay, this a little it. bit. A lot of people get really confused about it. So Hot Pug, Pug is the right. dog. It actually means you should never lock a dog in a hot car, why should you lock yourself on nice. a hot planet? It's just common sense. It's the sustainability side of the business itself. And heroin is because uh, I see that, okay, women make up 80% of the household buying decisions. So what I think is women can save the world by being Absolutely. a leader. And when they... Yeah, when they go and buy, for example, toilet paper, <laughs> they can choose eco eco friendly toilet paper. They can choose the really cheap one because maybe they're not they have economic problem, you know, right. the layoff and everything. Or before yeah. this actually, yeah, before this actually happened, a lot of people have problem actually making money, and that's why some people buy the cheapest choice possible, right? Right. And then there's a really expensive one because you have money and you can buy whatever you like. <laughs> that's the that's the problem. When somebody just, you know, starts making a lot of money and they like it's it's like really funny. Like you you buy this really expensive toilet paper and you start to use it and it's like, do I really need this? But this is like it feels kind of neat, right? It's right. really thick and but when you get over that, you know, that you and you think more in like okay, what do I want to do with my life? How am I going to return the kindness of strangers and everything? And it all the picture all of a sudden comes all together. Okay, I can sacrifice personal comfort because it's just a swipe and just, <laughs> and just go get the eco-friendly version. Yeah, I like that. It's just a swipe. Yeah, and so, yeah. so back to the heroin part, right? Yeah. Women could, even if they don't make money, they can still lead their family. They teach children, right? The, whatever like like however the mother acts the children will see that and in some way consciously or unconsciously it, it will affect what they do so mothers are like leaders so you know what i mean 100 percent agree with you yeah so that's why the heroin part is there you are my heroine when you decide to open a business not only to make money for your your family but also to go the eco-friendly route it's really hard the standards are higher the cost is more expensive sometimes it feels like no one cares that is true it's always cost more to be extra healthy 
to be vegan, all this stuff that is so good for us, it's just, it costs a lot more. So a lot of people don't do it because of that, which is, which is pretty sad. A sad mm-hmm. state of affairs there. Yes. And that's why I want to help them out. That's why I decided to launch a podcast. And I had no idea how to launch a podcast. I have to learn it. And the whole point is I wanted to send these these women echo entrepreneurs organic traffic. I love it. So give me what, so how long, how long and what were the steps you took to become an eco eco entrepreneur? What were the steps? Okay. Well, first of all, it's the determination to start. Okay. Yeah. One day that, you know, well, it, you don't really wake up one day and all of a sudden decide to become a CEO, right? You, you wake up one day, like for, in my case, I was sort of fed up. Like I, I had enough, of looking away from the situation, you know, every, oh yeah, most people, most people, they're not, they're just so used to the system right now. And, um, we produce so much waste. We, it's just, just normal. It's, just, it's easy. It's normal. It's comfort zone. No one wants change. Exactly. And then until it, it, it became unlogic to me and I got fed up and I was like, okay, no, I'm going to do something. And then one step at a time, mm-hmm. you 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 become that person. Like when I first started, like very 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 beginning of my business, it's not like I went echo right away. Right. Uh, I I was like, okay, I'm gonna make some money, and then I'm gonna like do good and probably donate or something. You, you don't mm-hmm. have the entire plan laid out. I don't think and you then, ever do. No, you don't. Yeah, you never know. And then. I was asking myself again and again, what is my passion? Because if you do something and then it's not really your passion and it's all about money, mm-hmm. it's hard to do it day in, day out. Yeah, for sure. You got you to enjoy it. Yeah, and, and eventually I got to that point. I was like, oh, duh. Like, I'm really <laughs> into Echo. Why don't I just like put that into my business? And of course, that's the moment. Like, I mean. That was the aha moment sort of the aha mo- like yeah the aha to actually finally do it it took uh-huh. me too long but then you know after a while of doing it then slowly slowly i learn i get even more and more devastated because then i really learn how hard it is yeah i bet it is i mean that's a that's a hard business because like i said people don't want to change and mm-hmm. they know it's the the better choice but mm-hmm. like you said, it could be money. It's too expensive. You've got a family to feed. So it's it's really getting more out there. And I applaud you for doing that because I really like the eco-friendly. I try to do that as much as I can. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. It's, I don't do it all the time, but I, I do love where you're going with this. Well, look, we're not perfect. And that's the thing. When I started my, well, we actually sell eco-friendly journals for women leaders. And when I first started it, I was sourcing out eco-friendly material to do this right and my stubbornness and perfectionist (laughs) mind drove me to look for the right manufacturer for like way too long 
I had yeah. no idea. Even one simple little journal, as simple as one little thing looks, how many components it takes to put this thing together, and even the ribbon itself. Can you imagine that piece of ribbon that you're holding has plastic in it? Yeah, you don't think about those little things at all. Yeah, and this is where I learn all these things I wouldn't have learned if I wasn't in the business. Right, and so you're—I saw your quote, and it's, it's journals with soul. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, definitely. My my journal has a lot of soul in it because the way I designed it, the 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 color that I actually decided it to be, it's like red, and sometimes red you associate it with passion, but it actually means global warming because of fire. Oh, <laughs> and that's there's, interesting. Yeah, it has. I have a lot of meaning in this. Simple little notebook, as simple as it, as it looks, and、uh, there's the spine where it's black, and that part is the ash. When you know, you know, a couple months ago when there was like fire in Australia, right? Right. And those all those poor animals, um, or and trees and all. Yeah, the devastation was, was horrible. Yeah, it was burnt to the ground, and every what was left, it was ash. Yeah, and the spine of the notebook, the journal itself, is the last thing that would actually be left. That's the hardest part of the journal, right? Right, that's the heart. Yes, and then there's the ribbon, which is yellow, and yellow is, yeah,、uh, is the 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 flame. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just there's so many meaning in 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 this one little notebook itself. I'm learning so much from you. I'm I I didn't know this, and and I did sign up for your um. I went to your hotpug.com and I、yeah. signed up for your newsletter. So I'm excited to get that. Thank you so, so much.、Uh, honestly speaking, we that uh that particular business we haven't launched yet because、okay. of this happening. I was getting it ready to launch,、uh-huh. and then this happened, and I. We were gonna do Kickstarter for it because I don't want to, you know. I could always go and have this manufacturer first, and we have thousands and thousands of notebooks sitting somewhere in a, in a um um um、uh, warehouse. Yeah, yeah, in a warehouse. And then you know, if it doesn't sell, what what do you do? Like, of course, we all believe that. Our products is gonna sell, but you never know. And、uh, I wanted to go the the most eco friendly route. So、mm-hmm. it, for Kickstarter, you could sell it first, and then you could produce it. Oh well, that that makes like a good plan. Yes, it's、for、very、sure. it's very eco friendly, and it's also、uh, in from an investment perspective, it's very、uh, wise. To go that route to see if actually、yeah. there is a demand for what you design first, and if there isn't a demand, you could go back and tweak your design and make it better. And I believe, like as long as you're improving it, it will become a better product that somebody will eventually appreciate. Yeah, it sounds like a really good way to go. So let me ask you this:、mm-hmm. so what are your top five no nonsense quick tips for someone who's Who's like maybe the opposite of eco-friendly, or who just thinks that oh, eco-friendly are like tree huggers. So, what are your top five no-nonsense quick tips for someone who wants to maybe change? Well, first of all, it depends on who I am talking to. Okay. 
like, for example, like, I had a friend and he asked me, why green? Why go green? Mm -hmm. And I looked at him and I kind of like have a sense that he really likes to chill and he likes to party. And maybe he's the kind that likes to go to a beach. And so I said, I want to keep the beaches clean. Well, it is it is um, part of the eco-friendly movement, right? To keep the sea clean, to keep the beaches clean, well, keep the entire earth clean. But when you're talking to somebody, you have to talk their language. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. And, and he understands right away. He, he wouldn't be, you know, trying to um, pick apart my argument. He can't. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So it just like you have so you have lots of ideas and lots of tips. But like you said, it just depends on the person, their lifestyle, that kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. Like, I mean, we are all connected in one way or the other. And you, know, you could like if you don't care about the planet, which I haven't ever met any woman that doesn't care. No, no yeah. woman actually said to me they don't care. There was there are men that say they don't care. <laughs> but, you know, if they care about their woman or if they care about the family, they care about their business, they should care because even after they have all the money that they make, if, if the world is destroyed, where are they going to go on vacations? Yeah, what are we going to do, right? And I think more women because... Um, we're nurturers and we have, and, and children, you know, we want a safer place for our children, you know, so, and, and that's my opinion only, but that's kind of where I'm coming from as a mom. Mm -hmm. That's, I think I would want a safer, cleaner planet for my children. Exactly. It's just natural to go that way. And a lot of women, once they have children or before they have children, but they have the thought of wanting to have children, that's when they actually change. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. This is, this is a really interesting conversation because it's kind of opening my eyes to a lot of things that I'm just, I just take for granted, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of people do. Well, same here too. Like if I, if I, if I didn't take that first step, it wouldn't lead to the second step. You don't all of a sudden turn yeah. green 100%. Even the most eco-friendly person is not 100% green. Look, I haven't uh, met a person that actually says they don't like traveling and traveling is a big thing. <laughs> for for the environment if you know no, what i for mean sure. i love to travel so i don't know <laughs> i just I mean, that'd be a big one. hope that someday that elon musk or some kind of like really rich person could put in a system where it's really green to travel so i work for this for a company you know a spaceship company maybe i can kind of put the word out <laughs> we're gonna have some green travel yeah i'm sure they're working on it but it's not that yeah. simple and how could you expect us as one woman company to actually be 100% green it's, it's not possible we can, we can just do our damnedest that's all we can do you know and we we work for our lifestyle and what works for us and like you said nobody's perfect yeah so what are the little things that someone can do to make a difference in their home or office like say I went back to work tomorrow because we're all on you know remote work quarantined right now mm -hmm. so if I went back to work tomorrow what's the one thing I can do in my office that would be the start of like an eco-friendly atmosphere environment well I think it really depends on what you do but since we're all like kind of trapped at home right now I think yeah by people going online like making their business online is already very green 
Yes, yeah. girl. I know there's so many new women and entrepreneurs that have just kind of popped up since we've been quarantined. Yeah. I love this. And the other thing is, if people haven't started out yet, I hope they would, like, after listening to this podcast, they would actually decide to go green. The thing is, it's uh, supply and demand, right? If more people right. people demand uh, green products, there we, it will be cheaper. Yeah. It's good for I, everyone. I totally agree. Yeah, I, I understand completely, and I'm fascinated by your story, and I'm so glad that, I mean, your your childhood was the deepest, pretty deep. And, and I feel for you. I mean, I do. And I'm so glad that you've come out the other side as this strong ass kick-ass woman who is trying to inspire other women to live their best life. So thank you for that. So thank you for inviting me onto the, onto the podcast. I'm, I'm really honored to be, be here. Like, I mean, I can go like very, very dark too. But the thing is, once you change, you get out of that victim mentality. Like even right now, when I'm speaking to you, I'm smiling. Well, that's good. I mean, the thing about it is, is, is you tell your story because it is a story and it's a part of your life and you shouldn't hide it because it made you who the, who you are today. Yeah. But uh, you know what? It's not easy to get that story out of people too, because sometimes it just hurts so much to repeat. Right. But then if it helps somebody out, because uh, by me telling my story, I I have people that tell me that it actually helped them overcome their pain. Yeah. That's, that's the idea of my podcast is I want to, to talk to women like yourself that inspire other women to be able to know that they can get beyond the trauma they can get beyond their things in life that are troubling them and be who they want to be and live the life they want to live and just know that it can be done like look at you and look at all the other women I've done and if if it only helps one person I'm happy with that exactly we're we're trying to help that one person because we have to niche down right yes yeah 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 well, you're a queen. I got to tell you that. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just I'm just trying my best. Yeah. You're doing a great job. So go ahead and plug your your uh podcast. Plug? What's your podcast? Name? Oh, it's uh it's called Unleash Your Fire. And is it already out? Uh, well, there is a trailer, but I I I'm our, our launch date is actually June 2nd. Yeah. It's called Unleash Your Fire because inside the notebook, inside there's one coloring page in the very center of it. It says Unleash the uh-huh. Fire Within You. And it also means like, okay, unleash your passion, unleash your potential, and unleash your heart to actually help save the planet. You know, the, that fire, it has so many meaning inside of it. Like, yeah, it does. Like my entire life, I felt like I was squished down to the floor. Like not only was it, did I feel really sad? Did I feel like a victim? I can't do anything. But even though mm-hmm. in like small little moments where I, I feel like I'm actually really talented and um, I can do a lot, but I just, I just can't you know, reach my potential, you know, there's something blocking it. So as I, I'm, I'm encouraging women to unleash that fire in you, you know, you can do it. You know, there's this fire. You can. Yeah, exactly. That's just like, yeah. I, unleash your fire, speak your fucking truth and let's do this. Cause women can rule the world, Mary, you know that Yeah, we can rule the world. a lot of, a lot of women are kicking ass right now. We, we need, they are. we need more woman leaders. 
We need more women leaders. We need more queens. We need more kicking ass. Exactly. Like <laughs> some people actually call yes. me badass. Somebody, some people say I'm sassy. I didn't even know that there was that side of me. If if it wasn't this business, if it wasn't you know uh, going uh, into your uncomfort zone uh, and, and breaking yes. through that, my confidence wouldn't build so much. You're, you're very well-spoken and you have a lot of self-esteem and you are a badass. So don't you ever forget it. I have to get used to it. <laughs> yeah. It took me a while too, trust me, but we'll get there because you have to have that belief in yourself. And it seems like, I mean, you are in the right direction and you're doing everything right. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Kelly. And um, so your hot pub dot yes. So people can people can um, subscribe to there. And what do they get when they when they go in there? Um, actually, right now there isn't that much. Like I'm I'm still working like really hard to. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm talking to a lot of women entrepreneurs on a daily basis and I'm trying to understand what they're struggling with and therefore I want to develop something that would help them out and what I'm seeing is okay. like a lot of uh, patterns where they're, they're actually you know some a lot of them is mentality for sure and then for sure. the next thing uh, if they um, if they don't have a mentality problem they, they, they might it might be like a, a, a marketing problem. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. To get their business started. Yeah. yeah. So they can go ahead and just sign up at hotpub.com for now. And then um, you'll have their email. So when things get launched and started, then you'll start sending out like newsletters or whatever it is that uh, this website is, is destined to do. Correct. Yes. It's like, I mean, the podcast itself will be full jam packed with information from other women entrepreneurs, how they started their business, you know, the struggles, the tears, the fun, uh, the wins and what kind of insights that they could share in their business. It's, it's sort of like a business podcast, but made specifically for women echo entrepreneurs, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That is really good. And I'm glad for that. So do you have any other thing is in the work? Or do you plan on writing a book about your life? Are you, that's never entered your mind? Oh, no, no, no. A lot of people uh, have, you know, have talked to me about that. And I, I that's definitely something in my mind. But writing a book is, it takes uh, quite a long time too. And, and sometimes it's really hard to try not to cry while you're writing that book. You know what? Oh, of course. Oh my God, Mary, don't yeah. make me cry. <laughs> and there's just so many projects um, I want to do, but we need to focus. And right now, I think a lot of women need uh, help with their business. And that's what I'm yeah. trying to do, you know, um, actually to, um, uh, make this community of strong woman leaders that want to start eco-friendly businesses or that have eco-friendly businesses uh, and, and are, are stuck s somehow struggling because, you know, everything is dropping right now. The stock is dropping. Uh, it, people that's coming yeah. onto Instagram uh, to like and comment, everything's dropping, you know, and business sales everything. is dropping. So how do we save these businesses? before they go out of business or they feel like, okay, nobody cares about eco-friendly. Why don't I just, you know, open a random like drop shipping store and sell whatever crap that I can sell. You know, sometimes it's just sort of feels like there's a lot of nice pictures online. And when you order it and it comes to your house, 
that thing isn't it's exactly. <laughs> and it's like, did I pay for this piece of crap? Yeah, I, I paid for this piece right. of crap. Now I'm going to have to go through trying to refund it now. So this is what I'm trying to do. I want to do something that's meaningful. I want to help them with their livelihoods. I want to just give back. That's amazing. And I, I love it all. And thank you so much again for coming on to talk to me today. I'm going to go ahead and write everything up in the show notes. Um, I will put your website on there and your podcast name so people can find you. And thank you so much. And I wish you the best of luck. And we should keep yes, in touch. Yes, we should definitely keep in touch. Like, I mean, I feel like these, uh, even with my own business or with the podcast, I feel like it's a long-term sort of like uh, a relationship that we should actually build. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's let's connect and collaborate on something or we'll talk, we'll talk again in the Absolutely. future. Absolutely. I would love to. Great. Thank you so much, Mary. And have a okay, good day. Thank you, okay? Kelly. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. Did you hear that? It took three words. Are you okay? From a total stranger to totally change the course of Mary Fan's life. She took that to heart. She ran with it to become the kick-ass entrepreneur she is today. Thank you, Mary, for telling your story today. And thank you so much, listeners, for joining us and following us and listening to Mary's story. So next week, we have a very special guest, Maria Natapov. She's a certified parent and caregiver coach. Please tune in as she talks about escaping the religious persecution as a child with her family to America and how she transformed her life to be a parenting coach. You'll be excited to hear this one. Thank you.